guys, welcome back to Being Extra. Today, I'm joined by my good friend and co-host of the show, Luis. How are you doing, Luis? Good to see you, man. I'm, I'm hanging in there, man. I'm keeping busy. He's been a stand-in and an extra for about three years. He's been in shows like Stranger Things and movies like Stuber. Uh, it's good to see you, man. How, how are you doing in this quarantine? I was going to say, I've been, um, so just for like the money aspect, I've been doing like side gigs um, that I've been doing. So money's been good. Um, but for like, when I have free time, it's, you know, you can't go outside or, you know, see friends or <laughs> go right. anywhere. So I have been um, watching movies, watching shows, um, playing video games, trying to get, been streaming, trying to see if I can get into streaming games. Um, an exercise. Oh, a lot of, lot of yard work too. Um, so a bunch of stuff that like you always tell yourself that you want to do, but you never have time to, and there's so much time now. Yeah, dude. No, no, I understand. Uh, there's no excuse for saying, Oh, I don't have time to do it. Right. Yeah. Now, now if you're not doing it, he's being lazy. That's good, man. Well, once again, I'm going to tell you guys, you guys can follow Luis at, at Luis two zero seven. This guy is an amazing photographer as well as an actor. By his pictures out of this world, your pictures are for sale as well, right? On on my Instagram, you can you can hit me up if you are interested in any photos. I can have them all printed um, and sent, you know, emailed or I mean not emailed, mailed uh, to you. That's good, man. Yeah, no, this guy's a good photographer. Uh, as soon as quarantine's over, I'm back to work. I'm gonna buy some prints off of him. But he takes these crazy shots from like the top of skyscrapers. I think that's awesome what you're doing, man. Well, what would you call it? Like gorilla shooting? Like going out and? Um, it's called Airbags rooftoping. But I mean, that's just you know, I I have been I have been I just like exploring um, and going places. So I've I've also been traveling a lot. So some of my more recent stuff was from San Francisco in uh, January which was before, just before all this stuff hit. So I was like, I went up there in the perfect time before, you know, shit hit the fan. Wow, you, you barely missed it, dude, huh? huh? Yeah, I didn't even know it was gonna get like this. Um, but yeah, I got, a, I got one trip in at the beginning of the year before, <laughs> before we got quarantined. Dude, that's good, that's good. Cause uh, I hear um, in different parts of the world, people are stuck. That would not have been fun if I was stuck in San Francisco. I mean, it could have. Well, no, it's it's the highest rent in the world right now, San Francisco. <laughs> and, then I, and I was at Airbnb, so I would have had to have been like, "Yeah, can you, are you going to let me stay here or what?" <laughs> you would have to find the job at San Francisco while you were stuck there. I probably would have had to. Oh, dude, that's good, man. But I'm glad you know you still have your photography. You're still working. You're still doing things. I'm happy for you, man. Uh, what are you watching or what are you playing during this quarantine? So for, for shows, I've been watching, um, I'm sure you've heard of it, um, Money Heist, La Casa del Papel. La Casa del Papel, yes. Um, they just came out with season four. Um, in perfect timing. I love all the characters. It's such a good show. Um, I just love it. So I'm catching up on that, watching that. Um, I've been hearing a lot about this movie platform on Netflix that I might try watching. Um, so that's good. And then I have HBO, so I also knocked out all of uh, the latest season of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, nice. Well, yeah, I love <laughs> Larry David is uh, hilarious in my, in my book. <laughs> 
I like Larry David, man. He he's very funny. Uh, yeah, think, dude, uh, so what what streaming services do you have right now? Like, what are you working with? I only have two. I only have. I have yeah, I have HBO and Netflix. I unfortunately don't have Hulu, um, but I should probably get it because I really also want to get into. Uh, I already did start watching it a little bit because I had a, a free trial for Hulu. Um, but Brooklyn Nine Nine, um, I'm really into comedies, that type of stuff. So. Uh, that's I've heard that show. That show is hilarious. Um, so it, it's it's similar to other shows that I really like, like uh, Parks and Recs and The Office. Oh yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine is a recommendation from me as well. That is funny. Hulu, uh, it wasn't the best when it started, but I think it's getting better. It's getting more competitive with the str yeah, in the streaming wars. Uh, have you heard of Quibi? Yes, I've started. Uh, I think right before we shut down, we actually shot we shot for a show for Quibi uh, with Kevin Hart. That's right. I, I did a day on that. You're right. We did do, I don't know the name of the show, but we, they, were we there yeah. the same day or you were there a different day? What, uh, what, what was your scene? We were, oh no, I can't say. <laughs> I can't oh, say okay, that. Right. Okay, but it, it was with Kevin Hart, so we were in the same show. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. No. No, I can't spoil it. Okay, but uh, does Quibi interest you? That's my question. Uh, it kind of does, honestly, because I've been, I feel like as I've gotten older and like we have more stuff, more responsibilities, I find my attention span is harder to keep. So I, I'm now I've recently been gravitating towards shows that are 20, 30 minutes instead of the 40, 50, because I can't seem to, you know, keep my attention span for the whole time. Or if I can, I will like only watch like one, one episode and then be like, okay, I'm done. Um, so the whole theory of having like 15 minutes per show or something actually kind of does interest me because I could like watch some shows in 15 minutes and then like do something else. Yeah, man. And uh, the whole thing about Quibi is that it cannot be played on the TV, just on your phone. Do you like that aspect of Quibi? I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I do, you know, I do watch shows. I do have Netflix on my phone, but I only usually watch it when we're on set. And, you know, I don't, like, love it, but I don't hate it. So, I mean, you know, if that's how Quibi's going to be, then I guess I can, I can get down with it. Yeah, it was, it was meant for that. It was meant for, like, commutes, waiting on a bus, waiting yeah. for at a restaurant. Yeah, was, that's what I've heard. And also, uh, I have one of the bigger iPhones, so, you know, I think it's a pretty good, decent, it's a pretty good screen size. That's good, man. Yeah, and that that's the first streaming uh, service that has technology that everything was shot vertically. So that's the whole innovative thing. So I think I think that's cool, man. But yeah, but yeah, it, it's worth the watch. We'll see if we get into it. It's just another streaming service to add on top of everything, right? Yeah, and then they're doing they're doing the nice generous uh, ninety day free trial. So I'm like, uh, I'm definitely gonna get on that. Yeah, you know what? Ninety days. Let's do it. Let's let's. I'm I'm saying right now we download it and we come back and say what our favorite shows on there were. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Ninety days. Yeah, but the way I am, the way I am, even if it's a year, I forget to take out the subscription. Yeah, that's why they do that for people like you. <laughs> I I have a lot of subscriptions that I forget to take off. You know, that's how they get me. I, I never forget. Um, but if I do like it, then I'll keep it. But yeah, no, I don't. I do not forget. If I don't plan to use it afterwards i'm like i definitely unsubscribe so speaking about quarantine um 
our industry, the film and TV industry, has been impacted as one of the most impacted out there, like out of jobs. Uh, do you think it's going to bounce back shortly, or is it going to take a while to get back on its feet? What do you think about it? I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna take a minute. Um, we're hearing all these crazy ranges, but nobody. Th these aren't any definitive ranges at all. So, um, and they keep changing. Like every other week, I see news. So it just, it, I just think nobody, even like the top executives know. So there's no, there's all these predictions don't really matter that much if, you know, no one actually knows what's going to happen. So um, I'm hearing like August, September. Really? Yes, is what I'm hearing. Because um, I know all, all these companies, film companies have to get everything started back up and also because of the corona we have to or covid covid19 we have to uh figure out how to change how we used to do things uh you know procedurally or you know there's a lot of there's just a lot of people on sets and we got to figure out how to work around that that's true man uh yeah when the year started no one imagined this was going to happen and I remember um, I was on the resident when we got the news, guys, we're not coming back. And this had two weeks. That w two weeks turned into a month. What set were you on when you got the news? I was on this uh, a Netflix movie called Red Notice that's going to be, was supposed to come out this year, later this year, um, with Dwayne and Gal Gadot and um, Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we were, we were, doing a couple, we were doing like a three-day, well, really four-day stint. Um, and then like the very last day, they were like, yeah, we're actually not going to. I mean, during the middle of the week, it, we were already hearing news about things shutting down for two weeks. And then, you know, we were just like, oh, well, I guess we're just waiting to hear from these guys. And they, you know, waited till the end of the week to be like, okay, we're actually not coming back after after today. Um, so, yeah, it was like, wow, this is a, uh, like it, once it finally hit home, I was like, okay, this is uh, actually impacting me. So now I <laughs> believe it. Yeah, man. When um, I remember the, for two weeks, I'm like, oh my God, two weeks. But uh, I, I was dumb enough that I said that I believed the two weeks. I didn't, yeah. I didn't look for a job right away. I was like, yeah, in two weeks, I'll be back. Yeah. It's <laughs> so getting serious. I, I was doing research and um, I already, I knew that it was going to not be two weeks. I was like month um, at the minimum at the time I was like a month minimum. And then once the two weeks happened, I was like two months minimum, maybe even three now. Um, so I've kind of been keeping track of it. And I was like, yeah, um, all this stuff they're saying, I know for a fact it's not going to happen. So I was already like in the mindset of like, yeah, we're going to be um, out of this for a couple months for sure. Yeah, for sure. And um, do you think after we all get back um, from quarantine that it's going to change how we work, like the number of people that are allowed to work? Do you think cattle calls will be eliminated? Absolutely. I've, like I said, I've been reading stuff on it, and it seems like they're going to lean to having less extras. I saw um, a post, I think, like yesterday that was saying they, they were thinking about maybe green screening extras into the back just because they didn't want to have any more people. But I mean, that's like very expensive. So it's like, it's an option. 
but it's a very expensive option. But given the circumstances, they might either like they we might have to do this just because we have to. That's true. Have you ever been green screened before to be uh, multiplied? I think I have. I have. I've been in like little machine where they take your pictures from every side. Um, so I guess that technically yes, but I've never like seen myself like multiplied. But I, I mean, yeah, my image is definitely like out in a show or in a movie and I don't know if they used it but yeah for sure yeah man uh I'll I'll give you a quick example when it happened to me uh Avengers Endgame they had it was about uh a hundred of us and they'll put us in green screen doing different actions and we got multiplied times like a thousand and uh, I'm like that's amazing that that's how that's what's going to happen after this quarantine because you know, you're not going to have concert scenes full of background anymore. Where we are, exp- uh, is it expensable, the word? Expand- yeah. Expandable. Sorry. We are expandable. So you're right. I believe you. I feel like they might green screen more extras or do scenes with less extras. They might write for the next couple of years scenes with way less extras now. I think if they do have extras, it's going to be cut down like a lot, like substantially. Yeah, man, that that's crazy. What is the dude? What is the biggest thing you've been a part of? Like, uh, multiple people. What's the biggest TV show, movie, whatever that you have been a part of? So uh, I've been on this show a couple of times. I was on Fox. That got canceled. Um, but that I'm sure everyone in Atlanta has been a part of at least once. Uh, called Star. Um, so that was that was a show where yeah. they they would do a lot of life live performances and they needed a ton of audiences like all the time and I think like one of the season finales was uh we were in the tabernacle and they literally packed out the tabernacle it was like four to five hundred six hundred people um so that was a lot but now actually um I forgot something else actually so we were also last year we were um in in the movie um Richard Jewell where we were where we were in the Olympics the 96 bombings. So we were there for that. Uh, so they had to fill up the park with a bunch of um, people. And that actually, now that I think about it, that was probably closer to eight to 900 people. So that's wow. the biggest we've ever done. Um, and that was that, I think that was also like two weeks of like overnights. Oh my God. Two weeks with 900 yeah. people every time, every night, 900 people. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like seven, seven to 900 people yes every night dude that's crazy how many pas were there to to manage you guys you know anywhere from 15 to 20 just just pas so what was the costume and hair process like for that because that's in the 90s correct that that was that was crazy um it wasn't it was the same night so the first couple nights was kind of crazy but when everyone you know we we had to come matching every single night so you know after the first couple of days everyone would come already pretty much ready and they'd be like okay yeah you're good you're good you're good so it started moving but it was yeah the first the first day or two was pretty hectic hectic for sure damn dude uh, that's crazy man so did you have to bring your own clothes or did they dress you because of the 90s uh time time yeah. period they 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 had us do a fitting fitting before they had i think mostly everyone have a fitting so they're like yeah if you have um 90s clothes bring it and then we'll see what we can work with but then they would give us some stuff um but you know i think a lot of people wanted to have their own clothes so they could just like 
check out faster. So I think a lot of people brought their own stuff, but there was definitely a lot of wardrobe that was used. Um, the tent was like massive for the wardrobe and it definitely took like two or three hours just to get the extras ready. Did you think the, do you think the hair and wardrobe people were frustrated doing 900 um, extras? They didn't seem like it. They, I think they took it pretty well, but yeah, it must have been overwhelming sometimes. That's crazy, dude. I wanted to ask you, so you told me you started about three years ago. What was your first extra job or your extra gig? Okay, so this is a whole, a whole story. So I started doing it kind of um, as like a kind of full time like three years ago. Mm-hmm. But like in 2014, I think I got ca- cast as an extra uh, for this movie called uh, What to Expect when you're, what, when you're Expecting. This was like a long time ago. Um, and that was the first time I ever actually did uh, extra work. But it was just one day and I was supposed to be featured, but I never I never did. And then um, and then I just never did it again. I went back to my regular job and then think about it for like two years, two, two or three years. Um, till like 2017 Um, and then and then randomly what happened was um, I had quit my my job at the time and I was looking for a job for like two or three months and I hadn't submitted or anything but that same casting company that casted me like three years ago um, emailed me about being an extra on another uh, on a show that they were filming at the time in 2017 and I was like, I didn't apply for anything. So I was like, why am I? And then I didn't get anything from them before until this like exact time. Like I had not heard from them literally for like two years. Um, and then they hit me up and I was like, well, obviously I don't have a job right now. So I'm going to just go ahead and do that. And then when I got on set, um, the movie, the movie they were filming was I Hate You Give. Um, so they cast me as a high school student in that. And then when I went over there, I I started asking all the extras, like, oh, do you guys do this, like, all the time? Like, can you tell me how to get more of this work? Um, and they were really nice, and they did. They gave me, like, four or five different casting companies. And then, literally, I got booked nonstop from, at that time, I think it was, like, August. And I got booked from August all the way to the end of the year, like, almost constantly, Monday through Friday, for, like, two or, you know, for those months. And I was like, at the end of the year, I was like, I think I can do this full time because I literally just got booked for the last three months. So right right there and then you switched to full time. I definitely was like, I think I'm going to do this uh, full time. And then at the time, I didn't know that the movie industry has lulls, ups and downs. So what 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 I had experienced was an up. And then I think like January, February of that year was kind of slow. So I was like, oh, my, did I make the right decision? But then I found out that, yeah, this is, this you know, just sometimes there's a lot of filming and sometimes there isn't. Um, and then I ended up getting another, you know, part-time job. So when time is slow, I can fill it up. And then um, when movie starts back up, I just would do that. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude. Uh, my first year too, uh, to keep it short, um, that's how I felt. I was on a high. I was riding on a high. I'm like getting job after job after job. And then I remember January hit. And I'm yeah. like looking for work. And I'm like applying. And I'm like looking at all the casting pages. And I'm like, what happened? Okay, there are moments where stuff is not popping. <laughs> yeah. There's a, yeah, if you're going to do this full time, uh, you got to know when when the productions are, are going on a lot. You got to know when pilot season is. You got to know when they stop filming, when they take their breaks. 
you have to know all this stuff when you start uh, being a full-time background. Do you think, in your opinion, that uh, being a full-time background is um, is doable, like to pay your bills, or do you think uh, you have to complement it with something else? It's, it depends on what you need to, 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 how much money you need to live, I think. Um, because, you know, we don't make a t whole ton of money. So if you have like a ton of bills, then yeah, you could still do full time, but you definitely would need like a, a something else um, on the side. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of people who do extra who, who are retired, so they don't care about the money. Um, and then, or some or other people who just like doing it, um, who maybe don't have as many bills, maybe don't have rent to pay, um, who maybe live with their parents. So it doesn't really matter, you know, about the money. Um, yeah, that's true. There's people who need this, like we do, <laughs> and I do, especially, especially me. Or and there's people who, yeah, they're either retired or they're just uh, while they're looking for work, they're doing it or trying new things. I met people like I just want to try it out. Yeah. Or people who really want to be actors, and this is how they're getting into the industry. Well, Luis, uh, still speaking on extra work, do you have? Oh, well, there's a number of studios that are that opened up in the Atlanta area. Mm -hmm. Do you have a, a favorite one? I mean, I don't know. I think I've worked in just about all all of them at least once. Um, some of them are nicer than other ones, but I know probably the ones that I'm the most fond of are the ones that are like closest to me because I just don't have to drive as far, especially in Atlanta traffic. So I would say like the one in Union City, it's pretty close. And actually Tyler Perry Studios uh, is very close to me. So yeah, I wouldn't say th those are probably, and they're newer too. So they like, they, they look pretty nice. Yeah, I feel like um, Tyler Perry Studios is the most like complete, that that's the only one I've seen that has built back lots. It has a white house. It has a fake neighborhood, you know, fake hospital, fake everything. The other studios, even though they're big, they're just uh, the space to build yeah. the, the sound stages and, and all this. Yeah. Um, did you like uh, Pinewood Studios? Because that, that's the big one in Atlanta, Pinewood. Well, Pinewood is kind of close to me, too. Yeah. Pinewood is really nice. I like I like Pinewood a lot. Yeah, me and Luis uh, worked on uh, something we can't talk about yet. Trailer's not even out, but we worked there, what, was it five weeks? It was a, I mean, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. Three weeks of overnights. Yeah, um, yeah, it was fun. I like Pinewood. Pinewood's nice. Yeah, Pinewood's very nice. It's very big. Uh, the original Pinewood is in London, but they built, uh, they built uh, the, their own Pinewood here in Atlanta, and... It has been called the unofficial home of Marvel because ever since Captain America, uh, you know, Civil War, every other Marvel movie, almost, not every, but almost every other Marvel movie has been filmed here. So we are the unofficial. They don't want to call it the official home. Yeah, I know, because they shot both Ant-Man, they shot Captain America Civil War, I know they shot both Avengers. Um, Black oh, Panther. Yeah, I actually worked on very, very soon. <laughs> very very small role in black panther it was actually one of my first um one of my first gigs too it well not first like one of the first 10 it was it was early on in my career you got a role in black panther like a small royal extra role yeah, extra, uh, but the, the the scene got completely cut but we did get to, i got to see the director 
I didn't get to see uh, Black Panther, um, but I got to see the director, and yeah, our scene was completely cut, so I didn't get to see it at all. Where was the scene? We were Central American um, people who got hit by a disaster, um, and Black Panther was supposed to come like aid us. So I think uh, it was supposed to be a scene near towards the end of the movie. You know, when he when when he says that they're gonna stop. Uh, being like solitary and they're gonna start trying to help the world i think that's when i was expecting our scene to pop up but it didn't uh dude well for the people seeing this that happens a lot scenes get cut all the time even if they take two or three days filming it they cut it if the director or the editors editors decide to do so and that happens all the time right Luis? yeah and that was that was in Tyler perry studio um that was actually um like at the beginning, when they first started building Teleperry Studios, I'm talking about it was like maybe like 15, 20% complete. Like now it's like done, done. But like when I was over there, like they have like 20 or 30 sound stages, like only like two or three of them were built. That, that White House wasn't there. Um, it was a lot of stuff that wasn't done. So this was like a while ago. It was like two, it was like three years ago. Yeah, dude. Uh... So I was going to ask you, is there uh, an extra that's uh, your favorite extra as an extra that you have done or been on? There's some, there's some pretty, you know, some of them aren't as fun, but some of them are pretty fun. But I, I had a lot of fun being an extra um, on the movie Zombieland too. Um, so that was, we were like hippies and um, they made a, a really nice little area that we shot again, like two weeks of overnights. Um, and just because, you know, especially when you get on a set and it's uh, a lot of people you know and get along with, it, like, it ends up just being a whole lot of fun. They had a bunch of, like, uh, they had, like, um, they had a hacky sack. They had, like, a little balancing board. They had um, um, cornhole games. So we would, like, when they were just, like, setting up shots, we were just, like, playing games. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Well, for the people that don't know, explain to them what an overnight is. Because, I mean, I know it kind of makes sense, but... In shooting in the movie world, you have to shoot overnight if you want a dark scene, right? So whenever, so the scene we did was supposed to be at night. So when when that happens, um, because you know for a day scene they need all the light that they can get, uh, and you know filming takes twelve to fourteen hours or whatever it does. So they need they need literally every second of light that uh, they need um, they can get. Uh, so for an overnight when it's a scene that's overnight and it takes 12 to 14 hours to shoot, they need every second of darkness, of, of dark. So the only way to get that is to literally start as soon as the sun sets and they can film all the way up until the sun rises. So overnights are literally what they sound like. It's a, you, you're literally working overnight <laughs> and then you get home at like seven, eight in the morning. Yeah, that, that's actually a perfect way to describe it. Yeah, because when you see a scene in a movie, even if it's five minutes that takes place at night, they take all night to shoot that. Let's say from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And that's, that's the times we have to be there. And our sleeping schedule gets all messed up. And our eating schedule gets all messed up. Then we're eating lunch at 1 a.m., right? Yep. And then you get home at 8, 8 in the morning and have to try to get some sleep when there's sun. And you wake up at like 5 p.m. And it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. Have you ever pulled the back-to-back -back overnight and day shoot? Yes, I actually have. So um, I haven't done it a lot, but um, 
it was a, it was actually a combination of uh, um, extra and um, stand-in. So what happened was, and this was pretty recent, um, I shot uh, an overnight and then that same casting company was like, we also have a role for you to stand in um, the next day. But they're like, um, obviously you're going to be doing an overnight and then you're going to work during the day. So they're like, at first they, they didn't want to hire me, but I was like, I can, you know, I can do it. I, I can make sure I get, <laughs> I was like, I can make sure I get uh, a lot of sleep during that day. Um, and then just wake up at night, go do the overnight. Um, during lunch, I actually slept um, instead of eating. So I slept. And then when we got out of the overnight, I had like two or three hours because um, the, the next studio was actually very close to where we were filming. Uh, so I ended up like parking in a quick trip and slept another like three hours in my car. Um, and then I got up, did a 14 hour day on, um, uh, as a stand in. Dude, so, what? And I, I didn't think that day was going to be as long as it was, but it ended up being like 14 day, uh, hours. And then I remember, uh, cause it was like actually the exact same day that end, end game came out. So after I, uh, got done with the hours i went to the movie theater and watched anything for three more hours <laughs> how did you did you stay awake yeah i definitely stayed awake um but yeah when i got home after that i got home at like four in the morning um so that was like maybe maybe like four four and a half hours of actual full sleep in like <laughs> over 24 hours dude i bet you slept like a baby huh I definitely did I definitely did not book anything that next day after. Oh, man, I, I could not do that. Um, you know, I'm happy you did that. I could not do it. I don't have the will. I don't, I don't recommend it. Yeah, don't, you know, if, if you have a long drive every day from set to set, I don't recommend it either. But I, I know of people that do it. That's why I asked you. Some people, some people are insomniacs. So I feel like they can, they get, they get through with very little sleep anyway. So they're like, uh, it doesn't really matter. But I like, I need my sleep. But I wasn't going to turn down work at that point. So, so yeah, because sometimes we get to be in holding for a long time and we get some rest. Yeah, this was, and that's another thing. Um, so I thought that um, if, we, if we weren't shooting and we were in holding, I was like, I'm just going to use that time to sleep. Okay, Luis, ever since film got big in Atlanta, there's a lot of uh, locations where they shoot that are becoming pretty big and people are visiting them. When I have a family member that comes from uh, out of state, out of country, they beg me to take to take them there. The the bridge from The Walking Dead, the Avengers uh, place, the their headquarters. Has that ever happened to you? No, surprisingly, no. <laughs> or, or do you go yourself to these locations sometimes? No, no, not really. That's what uh, I was gonna say the uh, the Walking Dead bridge is is I think it got famous because of. The Walking Dead, but it's also a very popular photo spot. Um, so I would go there sometimes when the sunset's looking really good, but also it's kind of a cliche, <laughs> cliche spot to, 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 to the photographers. Uh, when you're starting as a photographer, that's where you go, right? That's where you go. And then you yeah, move up. Yeah, yeah, Because I've been in so many cool places um, or like you'd be like, I might end up there if I get a job that I don't really need to, uh, I don't really need to go to any places because I end up working it anyways exactly i feel like that's when we get to see these locations when we work in them like when i have a family member and they tell me like oh can you take me to a bridge or can we go see the stranger things mall that was the last thing i took somebody to and i'm like it's a dead mall so talking about the mall 
you were in Stranger Things Season 3, correct? Yes. So tell me a little bit about how your experience was on that. Did you enjoy it? How was seeing everybody dressed in 80s attire? Tell me a little bit about how your experience on that show was. Okay, so yeah, that was, that was I, that's a, I thought it was a pretty, pretty fun experience. Um, they, uh, the, so the first time we walked into the mall was like insane because it looked like so real, like the 80s, like it was like, like locations did like an amazing job with setting up the whole thing. Um, and um, so the first time I walked in, I was like, wow, this is absolutely amazing. Um, But same, we did we did like two two weeks of um, work two uh, and then a couple a couple reshoots. But I think like the main bulk we got done in like about two weeks. So by the end, I was like, okay, I'm actually used to this. <laughs> um, but it was it was very cool. Um, it was very it was very cool seeing all the uh, all the different clothes and the girls' hair was like insane. So that's another one where it was uh, like four four or five hundred extras and. Uh, hair took forever because they had to do the girls' hairs like big, and that took forever. Um, the guys not so much. Um, I had to grow a mullet for them to accept me. You grew it. Um, never doing that again. Um, I hated that mullet with a fiery passion. But when they saw the mullet, they're like, "Yeah, you can definitely work Stranger Things three. Um, and I was like, "I'll do it so I can be on there." But also, um, you know, they they kind of we're about to start filming uh season four of Stranger Things before this stuff hit um and I was like I'm not growing the mullet again I'm not doing it again so I was like I probably won't work season four unfortunately guys that that's why I can't be on Stranger Things I always cut my hair and the hair um have a perm mullets everywhere like I just grew my hair out you know I just didn't cut it um And and then when I got there, they trimmed me up a little in the front, but they kept the back like long. And I was like, I hate this thing. I turned it into a little like um, man bun because I would rather have. I don't like man buns either, but I was like, I'd rather have a, a little man bun than like have the mullet out where you could like see it coming out of here. I was like, mm -hmm. so if I recall, there were multiple days in in that mall. Did you have to wear multiple outfits throughout the shooting? Um, yeah, so yeah, like I said, they um, they filmed most of the scenes that happened in the mall, which happened throughout the whole season. So there was a bunch of different days. Um, so they did make us change. Um, but, you know, they would be like, yeah, it's changed like a top, bottom, because there were just so many people. They were just like, um, they were like, yeah, don't you don't have to change like everything because it would just take too long. But yeah, we, we had a, a couple costume changes. And that that's crazy that the hair requirements, the clothes requirements. I thought the way they made that mall look, and I'm going to post pictures of what the mall looks before it got reimagined for Stranger Things. It's nothing like you imagine it, right? Yeah, and then um, while we were filming, while we were filming, there was definitely, they had people from Netflix and from the production that had to keep people away because people would like, um, you know, um, people in the mall would come and like look at it and want to kind of go in there um, and they had to like keep them out. Oh, wow. So did they come shopping or did they come to see the, the Stranger Things set? So I think towards the beginning it was, they didn't know what was going on and they just were like shopping and they just saw it. But as I think like towards the second or third week, uh, 
people started figuring out what it was. So people did start coming because they knew it was, it was Stranger Things. Um, and I know like the, fir the first day, I think that we filmed uh, one of the, one of, one of the um, media outlets here in Atlanta uh, actually got a picture of some of the extras um, and said that Stranger Things was filming. And it was so funny because um, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's cool. And then like, I remember looking at that post and then like, maybe like 30 minutes later, like I looked up and I saw the guy who, whose photo got taken. Um, but it wasn't like, it wasn't, he didn't take the photo. He just happened to, uh, you know, got caught you know, from like a journal, journalist. But I was like, oh, hey, do you know that like, you're on the news? And he was like, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. That, that's funny. Yeah, because that is a public place. It's not a soundstage. They didn't build it just for the show. It's a, they just decorated it in the inside, correct? That, that mall is pretty um, empty. So that part they took was a, was a abandoned part of the mall, but the other half of the mall was still open. So people definitely could still come in and out. Um, so they had to build like a perimeter um, and keep people out. I can't imagine them being like rolling and people in the mall shopping like what? Like, what's going on? It happened the whole time we were there. Oh, my God. that That's funny. That's the thing about shooting in public places compared to, you know, to, like, sound stages, right? Yeah. Do you Does it ever kick in, or do you ever feel like, wow, I'm part of one of the biggest shows or movies in the world? Do you ever feel that, or is it just like a normal day, work for you, day of work for you? I remember thinking then when I was there, I was like, I'm not going to try to make this a big deal. But then after, so I, did, I never tried to get too close to a camera. So I think you can only see me during, like, one one very small part. I remember I saw me, but I wasn't very prominent at all. And then I was like, mm, I feel like I, since this is such a big show, I maybe should have tried just a little bit, just a little more. Um, but I was so indifferent. I was like, this is just work, whatever. I'm not trying to, like... Um, be one of those annoying extras that wants to get on the camera. But I mean, yeah, Stranger Things is a big deal. And, you know, if I could have been seen better in like a part of it, I probably should have taken the initiative a little bit. <laughs> so I'm one of the extras that try not to be, that tries not to be seen. Yeah, because what, what happens, what seems to happen with that is that the more you try to be seen, the more that it seems like you, you, you don't get seen if that makes sense. And then there's plenty of times where I've walked into a production and been like, I don't care if I get seen or not. And then they'll like put the camera like right in my face. And I'm like, oh, well, that just happened. Like, I just, you know, and it's like some extras will try to maneuver their ways into being in front of the camera. And then like, it seems like <laughs> the, the camera ends up moving or just not ever looking in their direction. And it's like the people who like aren't paying attention to that, they get seen, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and do you think it's true that the more you're seen, the less they call you back to be other days on the show or movie? If you're too prominent, um, sometimes uh, an AD will call the the casting company and be like, "This person was definitely, definitely seen. Um, you can't, you can't like hire them again." Yeah. So yeah, it's cool to be seen, but at the same time, if you're not promised any more days on the show, yeah, you might lose out, out on work. Absolutely, if you're, I could, I could work a show ten times and never be seen, and that's ten paychecks. Or if I get seen one time and I only work one time, that's just one paycheck. Yeah. So core background is pretty much when if they have a scene where they're in a, a location that has other people like extras in it, 
I mean, they shoot there a lot, like, because the show is based off of that location a lot. Um, they'll want to bring people back that are, that are like extras, the same people, because, you know, like, like, you know, like on the residents, they work uh, at a hospital and it's the same hospital. So you would think that uh, at a hospital, the same, pe- like, generally the same people would be working there every day. Um, you know, obviously, you know, there's different shifts and people get fired and hired all the time, but, you know, you generally would have the same doctors working at the same hospital all the time. So you would be, they, they would hire you to be a core background uh, and they call you a lot because anytime a scene is happening in that hospital, they'll be like, well, yeah, you work at that hospital. So you're going to obviously naturally be there. Yeah, exactly. That, that's perfect, man. If, yeah, if you're part of a big part of the show or big part of the movie, they're going to use you a lot. So that, that's considered a core background. And yeah, you and me have been core background on multiple things, especially on the new project that we can't talk about yet until the trailer comes out. But we were we were core background, and I really enjoyed that. But it, it's good, man. Um, it's good that that you've been doing this. And do you do you have any plans in the future to continue? Do you want to act, or do you want to be behind the camera, or do you have any idea of what you might want to do in the future in the film industry? You know, I'm definitely so yeah i'm not i'm a background actor but i i'm definitely not an actor um mm-hmm. so no yeah i don't want to ever really be like an actor um but i have working in the industry i see all the jobs that get done behind the scenes so there's there are some stuff that i've seen that would interest me to try um you know pa would be like obvious ones but you can pa in all different departments so you know you could be a PA background PA or you could be a PA for like the art department or there's 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 so many people that do so many different jobs that you don't see um you know that I've seen that like interest me but as of right now I haven't you know something comes up I would probably consider it but I I like I like doing background really like doing stand-in so um well last thing before we get into stand-in work I want to ask you, is there any funny story or something funny that you want to talk about that happened in any show or movie that you have been on? Any stories that you might want to tell on the show today? There's a lot, you know, it's, it's, I don't know if I can think of anything specifically um, out of the top of my head, but we do have a lot of fun. Um, You know, there's a lot of cold nights. Um, It does make it a lot more fun if you get to meet a lot of the people that like do this constantly because, you know, having you know going on to a show and um walking in there and seeing somebody that you love hanging out with you're like oh yeah i get to work with you all day today it makes it way more fun um so you know just, i've had like cold 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 nights um and a lot of different memories but it's mostly the good memories are with having sharing sharing it with friends pretty much uh do you would you say a lot of your friends right now are either actors or background actors it's yeah, it's a section. Yeah, I would say the majority. I've I've met a lot of people. Um, yeah, that's true, man. You you meet a lot of interesting people. People who even come from other states. People who just want to try it out. Or uh, I met a guy who told me that he did background back in the '80s and he went to try it out again to see how it was today. I'm like, that's crazy. You did it in yeah. the '80s and you're doing it now. Uh, well, I'll tell you a, a quick funny story. Um, back in the day, we were in. Uh, I was a core on a show called Being Mary Jane. Yes, I yeah. remember. That was before my time, but yes. So one of the main star's family members came to visit. 
and then let her be in, in the shot. Not as an actor, but as an extra, just for fun. And then she did it. They said, you know, cut. Then, then she was like, oh, that was fun. And then she, then she asked us, so what, do you guys get paid like a couple thousand dollars to do this? And we all started laughing. And she was like, what? What? We're like, try $8 an hour because that's what we're getting. And she's like, her face of shock, like, what? Yeah, I'm like, some people don't, don't differentiate it from acting. They think, oh, you're in a movie. You're making a lot. No, we're, we're making minimum wage. But I'll never forget that. She's like, oh, you guys are making a couple thousand. Uh, no. No, maybe for the month, but not for the day. We, had, we would have crafty set up and we'd all be working. And then, and then like bombs would just like come out of nowhere and then start taking mm -hmm. food. Right. Um, so, and then they would like blend into the scenes. I remember that. I remember seeing that happen and I was like, oh my God, this is like hilarious. <laughs> um, no one can tell that these guys aren't part of the production. Uh, so, someone eventually was like, hey, these guys don't belong here. But um, it took them a while. They were just like getting as much stuff as they can get um, <laughs> before they got caught. Yeah, man. It, it's crazy. When, when you shoot in the street, uh, and they don't have uh, what is, what's called a lockup PA, which is supposed to lock up the scene, not let anybody get through. And sometimes people slip through the cracks. And one time on Ozark, we, built, we made a street in Atlanta. We made it into a Mexico street, a Mexican street. And they were selling elotes and fake elotes and stuff like that. And this Mexican family, I'll never forget, they lined up to buy some elotes. And then... They were like, oh, let me have two. Like, de medos, por favor. And then the PAs and directors were like, no, 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 get out of the scene. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was fake. And I, was, I felt so bad for them. There was nobody to tell them no. I understand, too. You know, they're going to see uh, Elote stand in the middle of Atlanta. They're like, oh, my God, it's an oasis. It's a miracle. If you're Hispanic, you know, like, an Elote, like, you have to get it. Oh, yeah, if there's a, a paletero man, elote man, whatever, you got to get it. And I'm Colombian, and I love elotes and all that stuff. Uh, if I see one, I jump in. Exactly. So I don't blame them for wanting to be like, oh, for real? I got to get me one. But they didn't know it was fake, yeah. Um, have you uh, had any interactions with any, like, movie stars? Sometimes I have. Like, nothing, nothing crazy, but I do remember this one time on, um, on Cobra Kai. Mm -hmm. um we were sitting this is just a little nice little funny story um it's very yeah. nothing too crazy but we were it was season one and they were they were filming the scenes where they're having the karate tournament so we were there was just a lot of uh we were just in the crowd um for the karate tournament um yeah. and i remember we were sitting uh waiting for them to do a shot or whatever and then there was this girl and this this um guy and they're like much younger they were like 15 15 16 um, and then the girl was, they were doing little patty cake with like the, that. <laughs> uh, and I remember like I was behind her and I was like, oh, I don't know how to do that. And she turned around and she was like, uh, I'll teach you. And I was like, all right, yeah, sure. Why not? Hey. Um, so she taught me how to do the patty cake or whatever. And then I found out that she was like, she and the, and the boy were like two of the main actors. Oh, wow. So you were just interacting, learning how to do patty cake. Yeah. So I, I learned how to do patty cake from, from the actor. Oh. Right here, I have Kamel. He just, you know, he won't leave me alone because he wants to talk about your standing work. <laughs> so you've been standing 
on Black Lightning, Stuber, Life Size 2, The Walking Dead. How do you prefer standing to being an extra or do you like him an equal amount or or you haven't been standing enough, you know, to like him more? Uh, tell, tell me about that. So, yeah, I would say um, I definitely enjoy standing in. Well, you know, sometimes you do some pretty interesting stuff in extra. So I, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes being an extra is pretty fun, but I really enjoy uh, standing in. Um, so, yeah, if I could do that more, I would I would be more inclined to. I definitely prefer it more um, for multiple reasons. Um, and just just at the top of my head, it, you get you get paid more. You um, you get better crafty. You get better food. Um, most of the stuff you most of the stuff that I've learned of what happens back 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 uh, behind the camera, um, I learned from standing in because you're literally so. Sometimes when you're an extra, you when you're in hold when they're setting up, you're definitely usually in holding, so you don't see sometimes what they're doing. But when you're standing in, you're right there. So I got to see what literally everyone does, what the producer does, what the director does, um, what, you know, what all the lighting, all, all, how long that takes, you know, um, pretty much how everything works. Um, Cause you are actually part of the second team. Um, you're part of the crew pretty much. Uh, so you have to be there. You get to interact. You know, I got to talk to the actual directors and the actual producers and the, the DPs and the, you know, and some of the, um, the sound guys, like a lot, a lot of the, a lot of those people, that's how you actually get to meet people who might be able to get you a job that's not an extra because you know, because you're you're there, you're with them, you're part of you're part of the second team, you're you're part of the crew, pretty much. That that's very cool, man. I like that. I like how you said that. Yeah, it's true. Stand-ins get to see some things that extras don't, and they typically they don't put the standings next to the extras. They always have to be be by your actor, correct? And uh, so you were uh, standing on a very funny movie that I just recently watched, Stuber. Tell us who you stood in for. Yeah, I was I was Kumail's stand-in for that. Yes, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, how how long were you a stand-in for Kumail on Stuber? So I was I was a stand-in for Kumail for a little more than half of the production. Um, uh, I think they had um, just, I think the person before me ended up getting fired um, and then Rose called me um, and was like, yeah, like we kind of need you. We ended up, um, I think this was similar times when Stranger Things was filming. So uh, she actually had to call. Well, first she was like, I need you. Like if you can, any day you can come in, I need you. Like we're, I, she didn't tell me that the guy was fired, but she was just like, I need somebody right now. So I was like, okay, I'll definitely do that. Um, and then one of the things that I actually couldn't do because I was supposed to be on Stranger Things and she, uh, Rose ended up calling um, uh, the other casting agent and was like, yeah, can I can I use this guy? Because um, I need him. So she ended up uh, letting me off the hook because I was already booked for, for that. And, um, and I was like, yeah, I'd love to uh, do that. And I ended up working like half the production pretty much and they um i think at first they they might have um they were maybe test running me um but i didn't find out till like after like a little bit after that uh apparently the the director was like yeah we like this guy so um keep bringing him back so apparently i i did a good job oh wow so okay i didn't know that that's what happened so the 
the first standing got fired and you came in to replace him right away. I had no idea that that's what happened. And, you know, Kumail, he is, he's a good actor. Tell me how, did you get to interact with him at all? Um, I had a, a couple, couple, um, maybe not as much as you would think, because, you know, sometimes stars go to, go to their trailers and rehearse stuff and you're busy, you know, doing your stand-in stuff. But I got to talk to him. He's, he's hilarious. Like, even in real life, he is, He's very funny. Um, he's a very funny, nice guy. Um, and, but I don't know, not, not, not any crazy um, conversations, just how, you know, what's up, how are you? Um, I try not to talk to the actors too much unless they talk to me because, you know, want to seem like the person that's like trying to talk to them because they're famous. No, right. I understand. You know, you're doing your job. He's doing his job as an actor. So you got to concentrate. I know sometimes you get a little break and they might say hello, but yeah. that is awesome. Uh, I was going to tell you, so sometimes um, some actors have their permanent stand-ins mm -hmm. that they go around with them from movie to movie. If you had the chance, will you be Kumail's full-time stand-in? Absolutely. I would definitely do that if I could, if I ever had the opportunity to do that. You saw he got ripped for Marvel, right? he got insanely ripped so i was gonna say i don't know if i'd be able to um i don't know if i'd have to like get as swole as he he would have to for the role but we're, we're the same height general general um complexion he's a little darker than me um but during summer i can't i get just about as dark as him yeah that's what i'm saying yeah no actually we're pretty similar same hair color um, my hair is a little longer right now um yeah. you know on paper we're we're, we're pretty similar so that's that's how I got that. No, that's good, man. But hey, you got, you had to have that experience. And let me ask you something: Were you there for any of the action scenes? Because that that movie has a lot of action. Did, I know you didn't have to do the stunts, but did you get to be there the days that they had the action scenes? When I when I started, they were they just had just started doing the the vet um, scene, which is you know where the guys come in and start shooting, and shooting goes everywhere and. Yeah, Kumail ends up throwing some, um, some, um, some dog, some animal food. Um, some cans, yeah. Yeah, some cans. Uh, so that's literally like as soon as I, the first day I walked in there, they're like, "Yeah, you're gonna be here, and then there's gonna be shooting, and you're gonna have to duck under this cover, and then you're gonna like pretend like you're throwing some cans." Like we didn't actually throw the cans, but they're like, "Just do your arm like this," because he throws it over the over the counter because they're ducking. Do the motion. Um, Right. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, so, and then I was there when they, when obviously when they started actually filming and all the squibs went off and all the explosions. Um, so that was, that was pretty, pretty cool. And I was like, Oh, this is very interesting. <laughs> right. Right. We got right to it. So where are uh, you Kumail and the stunt double there? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I also I I got to meet his stunt double. Um, he was a really nice guy. Uh, I think his name was Richard. Um, he was yeah. His stunt double was Richard. Um, so yeah, I I got to meet both of them. Yeah, that that's that's very cool, man. And that I'm happy I'm happy you got to be a part of that movie because not only was Kumail in it, but Dave Bautista. Did you get to even like say hello or interact at all with Bautista? He um yeah he's he's super nice um trying to think of yeah I, I talked to him he was pretty fun saying just general stuff um um but the last the last day of filming um 
he ended up giving because you know it's funny because I wasn't paying all the way that much attention, but I used to be a WWE fan. So yeah. I was like, oh, I, I think I kind of remember. This was back when I was um, like 10 or, 10 or 11, 12 years old. Right. Um, I was like, I think I remember uh, you from when uh, you were a wrestler. So um, I was like, you're trying to be, you're tr- obviously trying to be the ne- next rock. So that's, I think that's very cool with the, you know, transitioning from being a wrestler to an actor. Um, but he, like I said, he was really nice. And the, the last day of filming, he actually ended up giving Kumel, um, the director, the um, director of photography, and like one of the PAs, um, replica, replica WWE belts. What? So, yeah. Um, so he was really nice. And then also, um, my friend Dustin was his, was uh, Dave Bautista's stand in. Uh, and he also stood 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 uh, in when uh, he was filming uh, Avengers. Um, so he gave he gave Dustin like a really nice uh, a really nice um, present for for the end of end of um, filming. Uh, so I was like, this guy is like obviously like a super nice guy. Um, uh, and he and he got us like an ice cream truck that last day too. He rented an ice cream truck for you guys. Yeah, well, I think him and Kumail, but yeah. That's so cool, man. So what was one of your favorite moments of standing in on Stuber? So this is, this is a good story. I love this one. Um, and this is actually still probably the highlight of um, working in the movie industry. So um, again, this, this was near the end. Um, I think it was like the last week at least. Um, but we ended up, uh, there was a scene in the movie where um, they're, they're in the car and they get they get uh, T-bone, they get hit, and the car flips. Uh, so when they were filming that, they actually brought in this machine called the, the, the rotisserie rig. No way. Um, yeah, they, they brought this machine called the rotisserie rig where they, they, hooked up the, they hooked up the car to the rig, and what the rig did was it, it spun the car. So they, they, they mounted the, uh, the camera and all the equipment to the, the hood of the car, um, and then they literally rolled it and then they like, sp- they literally spun the car um, to get that shot. Uh, but as a stand-in, I obviously had to be in there uh, when they were setting up the camera and the lighting. Uh, and then they were like, hey, we're going to, we're going to test this rig. Uh, do you want to be in here when that, when that happens? And I was like, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so they, they, they actually, we had the, um, the regular seatbelt and they also had an extra seatbelt uh around our waist uh like a one that isn't in regular cars it was there's to, to to hold to extra uh for extra stability um so i ended up having like two seatbelts on but yeah uh they flipped the car like two or three times and it was so much fun to be in that car when it's fun it was like being in a roller coaster was so much fun uh the first time they did it they did it kind of slow and you could i could just like feel me going like oh my god this is so cool and then they spun they, they sped it up a little faster afterwards um but i ended up <laughs> the first time we did it i ended up doing like a like a horror i was like i was like i'm gonna pretend i'm kumel for this scene um so i was like oh my god and they were like, <laughs> um and they're like dude you look horrified and i was like so then i did a good job uh, but no i actually had fun it was so much fun uh, doing that Dude, that's crazy. That's Hollywood magic for you. I had no idea. I had no idea that's how they did that scene. When that car flips, it, I just thought it was a stunt. I thought they literally flipped the car over. I didn't know. 
I mean, they probably did from the outside, but on the inside, that that's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah, they didn't actually flip the car. Like, they didn't like have it spin. They had it on a rig that was controlled, uh, and we were in the sound stage um, inside. Um, and then they just it like they, they literally like you know you know how a rotisserie chicken spins uh, in the rhythm. That's exactly why it was called that. that. That's that's awesome. I like that story. I had no idea, I man. Especially that they let you try that. Not the was the stunt double there at all or no? No, that was that was that was me. They had me and Dustin, um, Dave Bautista stand in, be in there for that, and they tested it like three times. And then Humel went in there and like I think they were like, okay, we got it. Uh, he he got it first try. Um, they filmed him. They're like, yeah, this is good enough. So he only had to spin once, um, but I ended up having to spin three times. <laughs> So you guys were the guinea pigs. Like, oh, let's see if it works, right? Pretty much, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad it didn't go like bad. Well, you know, you had to save Kumail, right? If anything happened, you saved them. You would have saved them. I, I had fun. It was it was fun. I've never been in something like that. So I was like, it kind of was a stunt. <laughs> that, that, that to me is a stunt. If you're upside down on anything, if, if they count falling on the floor a stunt, you did a stunt. <laughs> you did a stunt, my friend. I was going to say, so talking stuff about Stuber, did you have to run any lines with uh, any other stand-ins or with an actor or anything like that? No, I was going to say for that, for this one, we actually didn't. Uh, it was just mostly actions. Um, no, <laughs> I actually didn't. Um, but like I said, I had known um, about it, so I was ready in case they ever needed us to do that. But no, for this movie, you know, it always depends on the production and the movie and the directing the producer but now they didn't they um the only thing i had to really do was take my glasses off every time they uh they um were setting up the lighting um so i had to take those off just because you know he didn't he didn't wear glasses um but no no lines i got spared that was good man so the i loved stuber i thought it was a good movie it actually um in a way it kind of help me see the other side of things from the uber side how they always want to get the five stars and any little inconvenience will get them to be like oh three stars four stars and i thought that was awesome how they showed that how they're like fighting to get good reviews uh what did you think of the movie what did you think about it as a whole i thought it was i thought it was pretty funny um like i said when uh when we, when we were filming one of the, one of the days we ended up getting a little bit of a um a preview like obviously it wasn't anywhere near done but the i think one of the directors or producer was like oh this is some of the filming stuff you've done so far uh so when we were eating lunch they showed us a couple of clips we had already filmed um and it looked really funny so i was like this is actually like gonna be pretty funny and then when i saw the movie i was like this is fucking hilarious um i thought it was pretty funny um and especially you know knowing all the people that worked it and being a part of it really really kind of made me like it more <laughs> Oh my God! I never heard that happening before. They actually showed you a little preview of it. Um, yeah, it was like clips. It wasn't. It was clips that had already been filmed that might have already been like post production, but they were not. They were not in the correct order, and they were not. Um, and I think there was might have been a little bit of bloopers too. Um, right. Oh my God. That. Yeah, but the, he was just like, yeah, just so you guys can see all the good work you guys have been doing. Here's some of the clips. Um, and obviously the movie wasn't anywhere near done yet, but we saw that and we were like, oh, look at that. We're doing a great job. Oh, man. Well, let me tell you, that movie, there, there's a scene, and I know I, you're going to know what I'm talking about, when they go into the male strip club. And they 
kind of talk about the issue of, uh, you know, how they expose men to show themselves shirtless on movies and TV shows, how they have to look chiseled and show the six pack and how even though they're making fun of it, they're really stating a problem when uh, they need these stars to like look their best. And um, the the guy, uh, I forget his name, uh, the actor that Kumail was talking to. He's a guy from Shameless. Yeah, the guy from Shameless and how he's only allowed to drink or water or he can't eat anything because he has to look his best. Like or only water or no, no, no water four hours before the show. Uh, there are movies, uh, maybe like Marvel movies or other movies where they show the guy shirtless, that to get that look, they have to be dehydrated. They can't drink water, they can't drink anything to get that look. And they were talking about that problem in that movie. Even though they did it in a funny way, they were stating a problem that, that happens in Hollywood. And um, I read about Thor Ragnarok and Thor, how uh, Chris Hemsworth didn't want to be shirtless. He didn't like being shirtless. He talked about it openly. And... Um, he talked about how he didn't like doing shirtless scenes, uh, that, you know, he, he'd been training really hard, but to show that chiseled look, he had to pretty much be, be dehydrated. And that's already hard enough being on a movie or TV set for 12 to 13 hours, right? I think they got, I think they got that from, um, it might have came from bodybuilding. I remember reading about that, that, yeah, that chiseled look comes from, from actually from dehydration. So, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how much, like how chiseled, how pumped ripped you are um to get that very specific uh, ultra ultra defined chiseled look um comes from dehydration i mean not like full dehydration but like that day you can have had any water is there any other things uh from the movie that stood out to you when you watched it a funny a funny thing is so you know the scene where um you know the scene where they uh he goes to uh, see his daughter's art show yes so that 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 part was actually filmed um, near the beginning of filming. Mm-hmm. Um, like I want to say like the first first two weeks. Um, and like I told you, I was I was I was more towards the end. So I ended up actually being an extra in that scene um, before I knew that I was going to be a stand-in for the rest of the, the rest of the movie. <laughs> so you can actually see me um, walking behind Dave Bautista and. Um, forgot the actress's name but the actress that plays his daughter um yeah you can see me like looking at art behind them <laughs> so i'm actually in the movie too so that that is a very funny that's a very cool thing because so you were an extra and then you ended up being his standing right so that was filmed that was that scene was filmed more towards the beginning um and that's before i had become a stand-in so i thought it was funny that and then like i want to say like maybe two weeks after that maybe a yeah, maybe around two weeks is when I got the call to be a, a stand-in for the for the rest of the thing. Well, stuff like that happens all the time, right? In the movie industry, you know, yeah, you might even end up in the same show or same movie in two different scenes. People just don't know because they don't pay attention to the extras. Man, but I thought it was a good movie. I'll tell you a quick little story that happened to me. The only thing I did on Stuber, uh, at the beginning scene, when they go up to the bad guy's hotel room, the first guy, when they open the elevator and they shoot him, do you know what I'm talking about? A guy with like a jumpsuit and a beard? Yeah, because they're in the elevator, right? And then as soon as the door opens, the guy starts shooting them. Right. So they reshot some of those scenes and they didn't have that actor to play as a dead body on the floor. 
So they called me in to be his body double. And the funniest thing, dude, they dressed me up. They gave me a fake beard. I'll post a picture. I have it. You know, they gave me the whole jumpsuit just so they could see my feet. And they they could have just gave me the sweatsuit, the sweat, the you know, the sweatpants and the sneakers, and that's it. And then the funniest thing, Dave Batista almost strips on my feet. Mm-hmm. And then he sees me move. And I'm like, Are you okay? Because I almost stripped Dave Bautista. And he's like, Oh my god, you're real? I thought you were a dummy. I was like, No, no, I'm a person here. Don't step on me, please. And he laughed so hard. That, and that goes through what you, you were saying. He is such a nice guy. He said, like, are you okay, man? Are you doing good? You're doing great. Everybody in that production was great. They were making sure I was just a body on the floor, but they were making sure I was doing good. And I'll never forget that. That, that, is, that is really funny, man. That's, pretty, that's a funny story, too. All right, dude. Well, anything else you want to add on? just i mean everyone is it was just a, a really cool experience um i really enjoyed it i want to do more of it um everyone on the everyone on the crew was really nice um because i'm gonna send you but we took we took like a crew photo um <laughs> but no it was like meeting all the people was cool i'm actually still really cool with some of the people like i i remember like the set photographer um one of the pas the pa that was a background slash stand in pa um we're still like really good friends because of that um and then one of the the, the stand-ins for uh the, the girl um the blonde girl the one that he yeah yeah so i i'm also really cool with her um yeah i don't know the thing i just i had a lot of fun the crew was very cool um it was it was so such a fun experience to be a part of well, thank you for all those stories, Luis, and thank you for joining us today, telling us your side of the story of being an extra and being a stand-in in all these movies and TV shows. It has been a blast talking to you and interviewing you. And that's all the time we have today. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Thanks for um, interviewing me. Yeah, like, like you said, I'm going be, um, gonna to be a regular host on the show, so you know, this is not the, uh, the last you'll hear of me, but... Um, Thanks for interviewing me. Um, for you, uh, for you, uh, for the people watching, uh, make sure to follow us on um, on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. And you know, just like a very good um, Uber ride, make sure to give us five stars. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>